Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 I really hate to say this, but I think Colossus. Oh. Um, and I oh, think yeah. it's just—I <laughs> think it's just the ability for him to go from you know flesh to steel. Uh, this seems to be very, you know, advantageous in different ways. Um, I don't know how that will work out physically, but um, unfortunately, yeah. Also, he's a painter. Um, he has a soft spot. You know, I'm always a fan of big, beefy guys who uh, seem to have like a little, I don't know, like a little, you know, Steel. either they're just, yeah, just like a little... A little thing where it's just like, oh, you know what? You're not bad. You're not bad. You have a you have a kind heart. Uh, he really loves his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever the weird thing between him and Kitty, we'll try to forget about that. Uh, it's not really his fault. Yeah, if she could just phase into the floor and stay there, that would be great. You know, um, and she really played the hell out of him um, during the wedding, and I'm like, you know what? Go on, girl, because you definitely didn't need to be with him anyway. Because whatever that age difference is, I have no idea. Oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll turn a blind eye to that. But mm-hmm. Colossus also he stood up for Storm when Logan was being a straight up jackass to her during one of their it wasn't their first mission together, but they hadn't been working together for very long because Charles Xavier doesn't really believe in, um training exercises for team members like they got the danger room and it's there for them to train but i don't know how much training actually goes on so Colossus, that man is busted broken stupid every every panel he, he really is it's not even in the panels it's in the cartoon too because if you watch the old <laughs> x-men like the original animated series and you really pay attention like charles is a jackass through and through from episode one all the way to his death. So um yeah, fuck him. He's committed. He he picked his thing <laughs> and he stuck to it. He's committed and he is consistent. And you know what? That is why him and Magneto were best friends, because Magneto is also a jackass as well. Yeah. They're both. Yeah. yeah. He said, for um, this life, I'm gonna be the worst. Yes. You know, the only person that just bring in apocalypse. That is who should be um Maybe not running everything, but that's who could run the school. Or maybe Jubilee and... Is she still a vampire? No, no. Oh, they were, no. they took that away. That Thank was you. a weird time. That was a very weird time for uh, X-Men, everybody included. But Colossus, in a very long roundabout way, is my embarrassing mutant crush. But then the way you said it, it doesn't even sound embarrassing. Because you were like, you know, he's... Because he's, he's big. He's attractive. He turns into steel. He's super strong. He's creative, and he likes his family. So to me, then that just stopped being. But I think that's like a well-adjusted, reasonable crush. The way you frame. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I had to work that out. Um, I had to work it out so that it didn't sound that way. It didn't sound too embarrassing. Uh, trust me, I've been clearly asked this question many a times, and that has been my answer. So I've gotten become an expert in making it sound uh, actually way more sane than it should be. Because oh, um, mine they, was, oh sorry, no, no, no. I would say Bishop, but like you never know if he's going to turn you into mutant registration or not. Like, is he past that? Is he past being a snitch? I don't, I don't know. But the way they're drawing him, 
the way they'd be drawing him, like, oh, I don't I know. know if I'd care. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't wouldn't care either. I would just, I would just, I'm like, hey, you know, slap them cuffs on me. Let's go. Yeah, report me, friend. <laughs> I'll sign the paperwork myself. <laughs> what were you going to Di- say? Yeah, dinner and a walk at three? Mm-hmm. In a courtyard? <laughs> yeah, I'll meet, I'll meet you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, my, I was, listen, I, I wanted this to die, but it ain't never dying. People are never going to let me forget. Mine was Sabretooth. You know what? So, totally understand. Sabretooth reminds me of uh, Pelly Pelly Copes and Black a boots. And if you are from Chicagoland area, you know exactly what I mean by that. Um, he is giving South Side of Chicago. No, no, wait, no, he's not even giving South Side of Chicago. He is giving West Side of Chicago. <laughs> and if you are from Chicago, then you know exactly what I mean. Um, Sabretooth always has that good, good on him. You know, it's a good chance <laughs> that you might be taking a you might be taking a fall for him because he's riding around dirty. The plates are cl- the the plates are not clean. Oh, uh, they've been expired for two years now. He has a scale on him <laughs> over over two pounds of weed with him, <laughs> but it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and you know you shouldn't respond to that text. You know you shouldn't respond to that text. You, you know you should, but you're gonna do it. Um, and also, Sabretooth just gives me Andreana Furs, which is also a Chicagoland staple. Uh, so, very respectfully and disrespectfully, I understand that, that yes. choice. Yeah, I saw the fur and I was like, this one's got a little sweetness to it. Uh-huh. It probably shines real nice, too, when he um, take a time out to go ahead and take a bath. Yes, yeah. Because you know Sabretooth isn't doing that a lot, which is unfortunate. That's the embarrassing part of it. So I know that man don't wash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I will just have, I will book our dates for rainy days. <laughs> well, I y'all know about that one now because you you smell like wet dogs. So, <laughs> Ooh, okay. I tried. I tried to lift it up, but it's not. It's not coming. Um, I tried for you too. I'm so yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> As I stare at the saber tooth statue that is on my desk. <laughs> Okay, all right. So, welcome, welcome everybody to Active Words. That is um probably one of the longest intros that we've had, but totally, totally necessary. Uh, welcome, welcome to Active Words. I've said that bit already. Don't mind me. It's been a long day. <sighs> this is where we do ten minutes of mute and fun and madness and insights and thirst. So, I'm Ashley. You know me, and I'm going to tip you over to who I've got sitting with me today. Uh, welcome, Steph, to the podcast. Writer extraordinaire. I'm movie maven, truly Issa Rae status of super niche oh. X Men iMovie content, <laughs> like universe creator. So hi, hi Steph, tell us about yourself. Say hi. Oh my god, I don't even know how to follow up after that. Um, but hey, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am a Steph, as Ashley has so nicely introed me. Um, I don't know, maybe you've seen a video or two of mine on Twitter, maybe TikTok, but yes, I spend a lot of time in iMovie. Not so much anymore, but you know, that is my first home because listen, the only way to keep some of this stuff relevant is to remix it a little bit. And uh that is what I enjoy doing, but I'm happy to be here. It's lovely to have you here. So you can follow Steph at Steph I Will. That's S-T-E-P-H. Did I say P? Yes. S-T-E-P-H yeah, underscore I underscore W-I-L-L. Yes. Uh, 
And today, today we are going to be talking about what Krakoa means to black mutants. You can tell that I'm already, I'm bringing like black Air Force energy already. I don't know why I start clapping. <laughs> I should stop. Okay. Um, but that's the question. So uh, now you know me and now you've met Steph and now you know the question. I'm going to hit our timer and our X starts now. Uh, Steph, take us, take us to the first place. What do you, what do you think? What do you think Krakoa means to black mutants? Well, they would allow some of them to actually be black and not um, everything else, <laughs> that it could be something really important. And by that, I mean, you know, we got faves like Bling, who um, their mutant abilities, uh, we don't know that they're black unless you've been told that they're black. Um, so we've got that. Um, but Krakoa, so when they entered that era, I was actually very excited because to me, that was the first time where even Charles and the rest of them were saying, okay, well, fuck the humans. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the mutants. Um, and that made me yeah. very excited because it was well over time to do that because, you know, the respectability politics of if we could save enough of them, then they will find value in us was just utter bullshit. Yeah. And Equality was, through servitude. Yeah. And no. <laughs> like that's just not what it is so to have Krakoa exist um for black mutants I was like wow so finally like a for real safe haven possibly yeah. maybe yeah, yeah um and now that we got storm up on Mars you know maybe a second home for black mutants because you know the summers in them they got the moon oh. um once a <laughs> Magneto on them had asteroid M, but um, Krakoa should be uh, like this this utopia, especially for Black mutants. But it'd be nice to be able to get a little bit more insight on what life is like on Krakoa, which we kind of gotten, but not enough of. Like I really mm. would love to see like a slice slice of life situation with. The mutants, and specifically the black ones, or yes. Krakoa, from being divvied up on all these different teams. You get, you know, you get one or two black mutants yeah. on a team. Yeah, yeah. That's all you get. So I, I think like this has become the slice of life campaign podcast. Yeah. If anybody at Marvel is hearing these, slice of life is a phrase that has been said seven thousand times by loads of different people, and I think there's real legs in that. Like just showing us the world that you've built showing us mm -hmm. what happens and like especially around black mutants i think the x-men vote and especially like you know the the tail off the secret x-men thing i think that's a really lovely idea like taking all the people that people are obviously mm -hmm. invested in because they wanted to vote for them and see them just spiraling yeah. that into like a bigger thing absolutely and i think like I, you, you made a point that was really interesting that Krakoa is meant to be this utopia, this haven. Um, and do you think, because I, I was, if, if I ever wrote anything, I'd love to write the tensions of black mutants of securing freedom and self-determination for one aspect of their personality and not the other. Like, do you think you feel guilty as a black person living on Krakoa knowing that black people are not free? I mean, yeah, I would. Um, and I feel like that's something that has been needed to be like thoroughly explored um, among Black mutants. And we really haven't seen a lot of that, if ever. 
Yeah. Um, it's usually just focusing on the mutant part, um, especially with Storm. <laughs> like your premiere Black Mutant, um, yeah. where it would be nice to see her grapple with that at some point in time. And I guess we get a little bit of that um, in her encounter- encounters when she's in Wakanda, but even then, not so much because it's really more so Storm, the goddess, mm-hmm. um, and still not really leaning into that that aspect of her blackness. So, yeah, I would I would love to see that explored because how do you grapple with that? Like you're able to go through this gate and escape the ills of the world um, that's handed to you twofold. Um, but also at the same time, I'm thinking of like your black family members that you might have that are not mutants and um, leaving them to deal with what they have to on a day-to-day mm. basis. Like, how does that affect you? Um, and how do you take that up with some of the leaders of Krakoa? Uh, yeah, especially. And I mean, like the fact that I I, I know go I know I'm my blackness is never something that I can walk away from. Like even in gay spaces. Gay, the gay spaces don't replace my connection to other parts of my identity. So I'm thinking, like, if you're black and a mutant, you've got this part of yourself that is in Krakoa, but Fenris are there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And and because I was thinking, I was like, well, well, you know, would you feel would you feel bad because these are still humans, you know? Even though maybe they maybe as a mutant, you feel that they are very much skin folk and not kin folk. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're the same, like, I'm sure there's Black August members. They're fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking stupid, but I'm sure there are. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, like, what is that? I don't know, like, then what is that tension? What is that like? Because um, I even think of the fact that since the X-Men's inception, um, and there's supposed to be this allegory for... Um, civil rights movement and all these other things that are kind of popping off or Mm -hmm. those are the things that people are attributing to them even if Mm -hmm. that wasn't the initial intent it's kind of hard not to yeah yeah but um what does that look like i'm always curious period when it comes to superheroes that have been around for a really long time um their involvement in some of these uh social justice movements and like what that looks like so fast forwarding to krakoa again like are y'all just turning the blind eye so what's going what else is going on in the world and saying like okay well we're good here y'all can figure it out because that's yeah. the difficult thing about being um a mute basically a non-white mute yeah it, exactly is that there's you you have to there are so many white mutants that white culture would be present on the island but mm-hmm. i mean i'm not eating any jerk chicken that krakoa has made like where do where do I get saltfish, please? I just, that's a good question. Um, maybe blink. Maybe. Could you imagine if there was like if there's like a Black Marauders book of like smuggling black contraband into <laughs> Kokoa? There should be. <laughs> there should be. So my uh, my loose pitch yeah is I wanted to do a um you know strong guy right yeah yeah um i don't know why but he just gives me tom joiner energy and i wanted there to be so there's this thing used to be called like a tom joiner tom joiner morning cruise um 
again, if you're from the Chicagoland area, you might be familiar with like Karen, Tom Joyner in the morning. I think he was nationally syndicated, but um, there was a cruise and I think it still happens where it's just like a bunch of older black people on this cruise. So I thought of strong guy having a similar cruise. Um, yeah. Mainly like black black mutants and stuff on it, and they would just—I don't know—like they would just go. They would have like they would just go around the world, and they would just hit up different black spots or whatever, and uh, just indulge in the culture and the food, and like bring that back to Krakoa. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be. I mean, I want to see you know them do the electric slide or the wobble or whatever <laughs> on this cruise ship. Um, I would imagine like Black Nightlife on Krakoa would have to be. It would have to be pretty fun, right? It would. Unlike you even, got Gambit just... trying to work his way in there or whatever. Who we would turn Gambit? Oh, the Cajun. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would. He'd be in there. Like he's a Rogue's thief. Rogue's we have to we have to turn her around because no girl. Who? Rogue. Oh yeah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to sorry to this woman. <laughs> but um oh um I haven't done an open in a long time. Felt good. <laughs> um okay, so that's our that's our one minute wrap up warning. Um, but yeah, man, like. I also, I, you you were right. Like when you when you kicked off and you opened with like if they let them be black, and I think this is something that we've like mentioned quite a few times before. But mutanity and mutanthood doesn't erase the other parts of you. It doesn't supersede them or um, replace them. So there are still going to be people like I, I want to see in the background. You don't have to do anything extreme, but just like I want to see like frenzy soaking some kidney beans. Yeah. Like little little things to show that these these are still black folk. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um, I mean that's that's the thing right there. But you know what, <laughs> you know uh, a character being a mutant kind of becomes like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like the safety net to write the character in any way because you're just focusing on them being a mutant, which mm-hmm. isn't really like we don't have. Mutants in real life, so you can just kind of I get away with well, not so much these days, but get away with um, not really exploring their blackness. But mm. there, if that's that's over, it's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Jesus, uh, <laughs> it's twenty twenty. It's still twenty twenty. You know what? That is correct. But no, like the more interesting thing would be to really explore their blackness. And you know what? Yep. For Cecilia Reyes, we got to see a lot of that with her. Um, and That's the true. fact that she's trying to grapple with her mutant identity and also being a woman of color. Like, give us more of that. Yeah. That was less, less of marrying beast. <sighs> yeah, geez. Less of marrying beast. Less, please. No more. But like a smooth. Uh, a smooth young focus on Cecilia Reyes with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love it. Um, I would take it, but like Frenzy, Frenzy Monet, uh, Blink, Blink. I mean, just all of these characters. Um, yeah. I just, I just want to see it. Like, could you imagine something happening and just whatever this inciting factor is yeah. that just brings all of the Black mutants together to just say to everyone else, like, okay, so. Listen, 
we're down for the calls and all this other stuff, but like y'all are forgetting that we also are black and we have other things to grapple with. Yes. And you, they're kind of being asked to put one above the other. As a black queer woman, I definitely understand that because how many times um, have I been told to either consider the fact that I'm a woman first or yeah. black first? I'm just like, I can't separate the two. Yeah. But yeah, like unmix the paint. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But just unmix it. It's just not really how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, like you, you can't separate them. So um, Krakoa uh, should mean a great deal to Black mutants, but it's time to kind of explore what that actually means and yeah. the problems that that causes. Who do you think lives, lives together? Because when you said like Blink and um, there's the specific Black Blink, but, but um, <laughs> Bling... And Monet, and I was like, "Do you reckon they all have a habitat?" I would hope so. We're silhouette. Yeah, true. We're silhouette. Yeah, like where's she at? Yeah, because um, I, no one, no one has to wants to have to explain to Boom Boom what castor oil is. <laughs> but someone is explaining to her. Um, <laughs> wherever they are, Kitty Pride is nowhere near. Far <laughs> <Her laughs> <are> away. <laughs> She gotta, I don't care if she's grown um, and she's not like that anymore and I was just like during a certain era whatever I don't care like just keep her away from everyone please yeah that panel ended um, her subscription with the black delegation <laughs> it really did but she was already doing goofy stuff before and after that too so it's Ugh. not even like it was just that but um, I would hope that they're living together I doubt it yeah they they, they don't feel like they'd like each other no, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Monet, I don't see Monet. Oh, no. Monet is not dealing with anybody, child. Monet is like in a penthouse tree. Yeah. A shared house? Uh, it's like, what is that, honey? Like, <laughs> what is oh, my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you mean other people are in the room with me? <laughs> no, she's not mm. doing that. No, that's not anything I've ever felt. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, okay, Steph. Well, thank you. I, I know we've kind of run over, run over time a little bit, so I'm going to pull the curtains on this lovely chat. Thank you, Steph, for being here with me. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and talk with you. Thank you, everybody who's been listening. Um, thanks for being here again with us. I have been Ashley. And I have been Stephanie, Stephanie Williams. Uh, say the full name so that you know what to check out uh, my stuff. And I know that this is not a X-Men related book. However, if you would be so kind to check out Nubia and the Amazons, I would be so greatly appreciative. Um, Charlie and the Amazons is coming up next. Yes, yes. And if you want to see uh, some Black characters specifically, Black women interact with one another. Please check out Nubian Amazons because it's a lot of that going on. So thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Go and do yourself a favor if you're listening here. Go and read Nubia and also check out Living Heroes. That's just... Oh, absolutely. Because I, I feel like that kind of runs on from the would they live together, would they like each other thing. Yeah, it does. And there's just less of life right there. So you want to know how Storm is when it comes to her paying bills? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you Steph um, do you want to so we, we knew I said to Steph that there's no way that you can get the outro wrong um, and I already fucked it up no uh, you didn't fuck it up you didn't fuck it up it's not fucked up 
<laughs> so uh, for Ashley, I am Steph, and this has been X of Words. <laughs> Perfection. Perfection. Okay. Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.